So we really need to think when we're talking with our clients, how is it that we can get them to come up with the idea? All right, it's working with them directly. It's getting them to be the instigator, the motivator, the reason that it's all working. So motivational interviewing sort of has a beginning, a middle and an end. We get our client to really participate in the conversation, to give us that information, to tell us about themselves and that gives us the rapport that we need with our client. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How are you today? I wanted to talk to you about motivational interviewing. So it's what we're doing in the academy this month. So when I say it's what we're doing, that means because we meet three times a month, which of course gives you CPE or CPD, depending how you want to refer to it. We, I give a presentation at least once and or part of the conversation is presentation and there's a QA. and a And then once the educational portion, motivational interviewing this month, um, is the webinar is completed, then it's loaded into the Academy vault where everybody can go back and watch and listen to all the Academy education. So there's lots of things in there, everything from setting up your Facebook group, there's education on viruses, there's, it's really about your practice. It's really about your clients creating the environment, um, doing the other things to get them in you know, there's all sorts of things in there about, I don't know, Canva and, oh, there's just so much stuff in there. You do get seven days free, so you can go and have a look for yourself. But let's talk about motivational interviewing, which is what we're talking about in the Academy this month. And motivational interviewing is when we're talking with our clients, we spend that time with our clients. But instead of us saying, you know, you need to do some exercise, it'd be really good, um, your back's really sore if you did some yoga. How do you feel about that? And then going, oh, yeah, okay, I could give it a go. It's a case of, so you're telling me that you've got back pain. What ways do you see, you know, what system of stretching do you see that might support that? To which they reply, I don't know, I've got no idea. Okay, so let's explore some ideas. So, you know, you could do Alexander Technique, you could do yoga, Pilates. There's all, you know, oh, actually at my gym there's a Pilates class, I could go to that great working on your core and so as we think of these different I mean we might have to supply some of the ideas or they might turn around and go well actually they've got Pilates at my gym I could try that great that's fantastic the idea has come from them and when the idea comes from the client they're more likely to interact it oh actually I didn't go to the Pilates class because it's on at five o'clock in the evening but I would do Pilates okay let's explore Pilates and when it could be done to suit you in your time, you know, when you can do things in your time frame. So we really need to think when we're talking with our clients, how is it that we can get them to come up with the idea? All right. It's working with them directly. It's getting them to be the instigator, the motivator, the reason that it's all working. 
So motivational interviewing sort of has a beginning, a middle and an end. We get our client to really participate in the conversation, to give us that information, to tell us about themselves and that gives us the rapport that we need with our client, the understanding, the allowance of time. So if you've been to one of my Finding Your Flow webinars, which there will be another one coming up soon, I haven't set the date yet um, because I have a new coaching course coming up and so it will align with that. But so keep your eyes out, Um, (laughs) keep following me. But when we Um, in that hour that we see the person so I always talk about that first 15 minutes being the client's time and that they get to talk and then we listen to what they're saying and then we give it back to them so um, we reply we rejig what they've said okay so I'm trying to use all the different words to the motivational interviewing words because you've probably heard them before any basic counseling course you will have heard all these things before but it's just the memory it's just jogging um, your skill set to be able to go oh so you've told me that your mother has died and then the dog died and you fell down the stairs have I got that right oh yes you have closed question so what happened after you fell down the stairs? Open question. So they can carry on talking then. So we want these open questions going in and we want to recap what they've said. Open questions are super, super important when we're interviewing people so that they keep talking. Yes, of course we have to ask close questions. How tall are you? How much do you weigh? You know, of course, you know, what's your blood pressure? These are closed questions, but they're essential questions. But what we want to avoid is tons of those so that the client sits back and can becomes complacent the client says okay they're going to do all the work they're asking all the questions all the work comes from them and so the results will come from them as well which is when we end up producing these huge plans for people saying they have to do this that and the other thing and then they think oh I never need to see her again I've got my plan here but they don't do it when we see our client and we're working on a motivational skill set and we're working through the system and asking them and getting them involved because all the evidence shows that you need support long term all right so we get them involved as I said we get them thinking about the changes they can make and how they can support it so when they come back to us they're like yay I've changed my breakfast and you know I did some of my lunches as well like you suggested um and you know I and I've been walking you know because I knew I needed to do that exercise and we talked about walking and we talked about me just walking around the block and I've actually been walking around three blocks you know, and it's good on you. You've done so well. You should be proud of yourself. Of course, we should never say, I'm proud of you. That I'm not around all the time. I can't, we can't be doing things for others. We need to be doing things for ourselves. We need to teach people to do things for themselves. And to do that, we say to them, you should be proud of yourself. You know, give yourself a pat on the back for doing that. That's incredible work. It's so hard to achieve that because we really have to acknowledge what they've done before, how difficult things have been and what's going on for them in their lives. Okay, so we really need to acknowledge them. We need to reply to them, um, making sure that we have open-ended questions along with telling them what they've already told us. And then we get them on board to to be the ones to make those, not only make those changes, but make those decisions about changes, to make those choices about changes, to make the suggestions that we then go on to implement in the plan. Because often, you know, people know what they should be doing, 
people know that they should be losing weight or they should be helping others or they should be whatever it is to help themselves but they haven't got the time or they haven't got the skill set to be able to implement it and that's where we come in. So there's loads more about this in the academy. I'm not going to go on about it this morning. I just really want to get you to think about it, to get started with those ideas, to think to yourself, yeah, you know, that's a really good idea. I can, I'll I'll look at the timings. I'll look at how I talk to my clients. And one thing I get people to do is to record a consult so that you can see how many open and closed questions you have to see, you know, how, how fluid you are when you're in consult to see how much you know you're telling your client to do things and to see what you're repeating so to do that on your phone you've got a voice record voice memo it is on iphone and there is something on the android i don't know what it's called but there is one so you just say to your client i want to record myself this is training for myself i will um destroy this and or I'll remove this or destroy my phone I will delete this in 24 hours can you just confirm will you just say yes it is okay for me to record the consult remembering that I am really recording myself not you so it's sitting over here by me so it will pick up some of your replies but I'm only interested in I'm auditing my own session I'm auditing how I work you get them just to say yes You put the phone down beside you, away from the client, and then you carry on with your consult. And you will pick up all of the nuances and you will pick up all of the things you repeat. Because the things you repeat over and over and over again to your clients, they become part of a program. Because if you repeat, if you record yourself all day and for three people you repeat one thing and the other three people you repeat something different, and yet they all needed to know those two different things. So it means people don't miss out. It's not about going, oh, I'm going to do less because I'm recording what I'm doing. It means you're actually going to do more. So I hope you've got some really good tidbits out of this short one today. And I really look forward to supporting you more really, really soon. All the very best. See you soon. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.